Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, my name's Chris Paul, and I am the CEO and founder of Man on Inverclyde, a mental health charity based in Greenock in the west of Scotland. And we're bringing you this message today to raise awareness of mental health and raise awareness of our charity and how we can maybe support you, your friends or your loved ones if you need it. Now, we started off as a suicide prevention charity and we're continuing that mission. We want to break the stigma attached to mental health. We want to break the stigma attached to men's mental health. And I know that a lot of men will be listening to this podcast. So please get in touch with us via Man on Inverclyde on social media. Um, you'll find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. If you're not on social media and you want to get in touch with us via email, just type in support at manoninverclyde.com. Our landline here is 01475-910258. So yeah, get in touch with us if you're struggling with your own mental health or you're concerned about a friend or a family member. One of our staff members are volunteers here to support you. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast, the podcast and all things Rangers. My name's Colin McDuff and I'm delighted to be a host this evening as well, two days away uh, to Rangers finally kicking off the 2022-23 season. I said it last week, um, I thought I needed a four-month break after after Seville, but oh, this is going to be the longest two-night sleep in my life. Here you help me through the next two days. Joining us for abroad, first of all, David Tomlinson. David, how are you doing? Great, thanks. Thanks for having me on again. Looking forward to the pod and really looking forward to just, what is it now? Under It's under 48 hours anyway, so we're creeping towards the first game of the season and really, really look forward to it. Can't wait. By the way, I'm loving the old um, McEwen Lager night top in the background there, David. Absolutely. Yeah. A beauty, that's it. 
Well, 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 I'll be honest with you. I tried to put it on. I was gonna, I was gonna try and wear it, <laughs> and I put it on. It was okay to hear, and then I thought, well, no, I'll leave it. I'll hang it up. <laughs> yeah, but if we win the table this season, we'll get David Thompson on with his t- uh, boob tube. Yes, for everybody. Oh, that'll frighten everybody. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us for the deep south, um, fresh, freshly tanned off his holiday, Mason Stewart. How you doing, mate? Yeah, well, good. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having us back on. I wouldn't call it tan. Pretty burnt still, to be honest with you, uh, being a ginger. But no, feel refreshed. And uh, especially um, after last season, Seville feels like such a, a long time ago. And I remember getting home for Seville and thinking, I just want this season to end. But I am desperate for, for Saturday to come around and uh, hopefully we can uh, get three points and, and go from there. Here's hoping, mate. Here's hoping. And we'll definitely get into that in a bit more detail. And Making his return on two weeks on a trot. Chris Paul, how are you doing, man? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Uh, aye, two weeks in a row after not been on for a while. Aye, but uh, all good, my end, mate. Looking forward to discussing the, the season ahead tonight. I know. It's an absolute buzz. Um, comments already coming in. Uh, the first one there, Mason Shear has more holidays in the Queen. I think we can all agree with that. Um <laughs> Seville and Lake Garda in the space of three months, mate. It's all right, eh? It's all right. Um, we're obviously live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you get your live stream. So get your comments and questions coming in, and you know we'll we'll chat them through as we go in the night. Um, quick call to arms. Um, we're looking to we're looking to do a, hopefully a live show every week um, for most of the season, as well as bring you some other content. Chris Paul does. Uh, the oh my god, I forgot the name. That's a blast egg. <laughs> away days. The away days. Fucking hell! It's not even a. It's not even a complicated name. The away days. So I listen to them as well. Um, Chris Paul does the away days. We we get the ten questions interviews, and we'll still get more pods uh, through the rest of the season as well. If you want to support the podcast, um, you can buy us a coffee. I've just put the link in the comments. It'd be very kind. If you don't, that's cool, man. Just give us a like or subscribe or tell your pals about us. That's the main thing that we get people tuning in. So without further ado, Davey, um, before we look ahead to Livingston on on Saturday, um, how what's your thoughts on pre-season so far? Um, has it been a good has it been a good workout and have you seen have you liked what you've seen so far for pre-season? No, I definitely like the the fitness. If we go back to last year when we when we played in Europe, I think we, we played a Malmo team that were into their season already, and we just looked totally unfit, in my view. Um, this year, no, we seen against West Ham. Uh, it didn't show up so much against Blackpool, but against West Ham, it really showed up that we were really looked fit, really looked good to go. And really the same against Tottenham. I mean, I, I don't think we get beat by Tottenham, but I really don't think we let ourselves down. I think we played quite good. I, th- I think we kept up with them. I think we we let Harry Kane get away for two goals. But um, and I would say they were the better team. I mean, you could see. But I mean, let's face it: one one player of theirs cost more than our whole team put together. So virtually, so um, it's not surprising that the that they. Uh, they, they, they're far better than, than us, but um, or far better they weren't. They're better than us, 
but they played better football probably. But I mean, we played some brilliant football as well. Uh, the 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 goal, Matondo to uh, the, the the flick, Betavania, and Cholak putting the ball in the net, absolutely goal, brilliant goal. I mean, if we score goals like that every week, then I'll be I'll be quite happy. Although if somebody just puts a ball over the line, I'll be quite happy as well. But uh, no, I thought we I thought we the, the, the season's good. I mean, West Ham. Uh, don't know what Mason thought about that one. He's probably the best one to talk about that. Um, but um, is it West Ham you support Mason, or is it uh, is, is it your mates? That oh, that's a, that's a sore subject. <laughs> oh, yeah. a, I just thought I'd rub that one in. <laughs> so definitely not a West Ham fan. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Uh, yeah. No, miss the misses and all uh, my mates, all my mates and, and misses are West Ham season ticket holders. So it was, uh, yeah, just before we went to uh, Lake Garda, it was nice to get the get the win and uh, rub it in. Uh, especially the three goals we scored, they were three brilliant goals, weren't they? So, uh, but yeah, definitely not a West Ham fan, David. Come on, mate, come on. So, same with you, Mason. There, just on just on Saturday, I know we were speaking before the the game, and David touched on it there. The difference in class, um, I think it was always going to be a golfing class. Um, against Tottenham, they've spent big this summer, and they've got oh, Harry Kane's one of the best strikers in the world, and Son's no, no that far behind them. Um, I like how Van Bronckhorst was very open with that. He didn't want to try and get a, a result. It wasn't about trying to get a result. He would have played five four one if that was the case. He wanted to test Rangers and and how how well they can put their own style in a, a team of that class. Yeah, I say I agree with, with David. I thought we played we played well. Um, I thought they yeah they were slightly the better team, um, but I think first half we had about a twenty twenty five minute spell where we played some really good football. Probably the goal we scored and we kind of took the foot off the gas a little bit. Um, but yeah, you mentioned there Son Kane and, and Kulusevski. I thought he was brilliant as well. To be fair, um, at wide for them he caused Barisic and, and Suter all sorts of problems. And uh, uh, but I think apart from them three up top, I thought I thought Lundstrom and Kamara played played really well in there. I didn't think their midfield until Basuma come on, I thought we probably looked a little bit better in midfield. But um that was a really good test. I like what Gio said because we sort of we you want we want a good like result, but you know the performance at this stage is the main thing. And Gio said that if it was a you know competitive game you would have gone five at the back at half time and, and sort of sat in and, and frustrated Spurs. So to see Kane get that sort of space for, for the two goals I'm not sure would happen if you know, if it was a competitive game, because you just don't give someone like Harry Kane that, that much time and space to to pit, to pit the uh, the net out. But I, yeah, it was a really good workout. And West Ham the same. I thought, obviously, you boys touching it last week, but uh, Lawrence and Matondo were exactly what we needed. Um, and again, at the weekend, they're going to be real, real good signings for us. Chris, just on, um, just on what Mason was saying there about it's. It didn't have the full competitive edge of a competitive game, but I liked what Conte said after after the the game in his press conference where he, he picked Rangers at Ibrox because he wanted a real game against a real team. Um, and that was, I don't know, uh, the wee guy in still kind of gets a buzz when <laughs> one of the world's best managers will come and give any sort of credit. But I think, um, I, I think that's... Probably, it's still a friendly, but it's as close to two first teams playing the way they're going to play for the full season as we're going to get. Uh, yes, I said that at the time. Obviously, the, the English league 
usually starts a wee bit after us, but because of the um, the World Cup being um, where it is, obviously it's all kind of around about the same time. So the Spurs that we saw is probably the Spurs that's you know potentially going to begin into the the, the, the season. So I think the it's been well documented how fit. Um, that he wants his players to be and I think you could see that at different points so it was a good test for me I don't get overly excited or done about pre-season friendlies just because I feel for me it's it's about getting minutes in the tank it's about getting sharp but certainly at points we were playing some some really nice football um, at the weekend um, but for me you've just got to don't get me wrong I was the one of the ones standing up applauding Hurricane but I was in my head um, you've just got to applaud that absolute genius yeah a, a footballer, you know, it's not often you you get to see players like that at Ibrox. Um and his goal for the his first goal was was outrageous, absolutely outrageous. So no, it was good to it was good to see it was packed. Ibrox was was packed. I get a couple of messages on the the day of the game if anybody had any spare tickets, which is absolutely bizarre for a friendly. Um, so it was it was a it was a good wee day, but for for me it's just about getting the minutes under the belt. Nothing major happening. Um, I was quite happy that. The training day as well passed without major issues as well for you know for for the most part. Um, so I decent um, decent day at, at Ibrooks and we just go towards the the sort of proper stuff starting on Saturday. Before we move off that friendly, where do you stand in the whole clapping an opposition player? Because I don't really care either way. But I tell you what, see the see the amount of scroll I've been doing in Twitter, just watching people arguing. I'm one of these guys, like, I'm just here for the comments. It's been fucking brilliant, but is it a big issue either way? <laughs> no, I don't think it's a big issue. I just, I would only date it if it was utterly ridiculous, um, you know, performance like the way, if you remember it, an El, El Clasico with Ronaldinho um, and the Real Madrid fans clapping him and it was, it was just utterly ridiculous. I think that guy was doing enough at a park. So for that over a like prolonged game, I would do it never for my rivals, of course. Um, but potentially I, I would maybe do it, but certainly not for, for a friendly. But it was a it was a good finish. But I think people were just showing appreciation of a good player, really. I don't have a big issue with it either way. But it is funny seeing a meltdown that some people have because there was a couple of people having meltdowns around about where we were sitting um, about people clapping. And I'm like... Liven up, man. It's, it's people can do what they want, you know. But I'm not totally against it or for it. But I can see why people do it, and certainly can see why people done it for for Harry Kane. Just his 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 movement, his his touch, his uh, his finishing, um, unbelievable, um, an absolute brilliant um, striker without a doubt. Aye. Oh, well, fair point. Everybody who wrote extra staunch points and Majors points for no clapping them. Um, <laughs> maybe moved up a tier there. Um, I, think, I, I think, Colin, one of, one of the big games, I sort of remember the Rangers supporters really started loving the, or no loving the, the other team, was uh, Ajax when they beat us 4 1 with big Derek Johnson, uh, I think, played centre half that day, and uh, Johan Krauf. And that was just a brilliant Ajax team. And you couldn't help but just bewonder them. And it was really, really, I think that's the first time I really, yeah, clapped a team or, or, or went, went home and just thinking, oh, God, what a team. I wish we'd that team. I, I was guilty of it once, um, an old firm game. Uh, what was my first time imagine was Scudded Celtic and Glenn Leuvens was coming on the park and I went fucking tonto. Um, I think that's as close as I'll get. Um, oh, that's, I'm, I'm no fond of very many Celtic players, but I was fond of him. 
See, what always what always puts me off then, that was the time that Celtic cheered Bert Conteman onto the part and scored a worldie for about 40 years. And I always, no matter how bad I've felt, you know, like last season, obviously Shane Duffy getting a wee cheer and stuff like that, no matter how bad or how much I've wanted to do that, I've always avoided it because that could just come back and bite you right in the arse, at least you expect it. I mean, Bert Conteman finishing that chance, I mean, there was, there was no chance that was happening in any other game, you know. Um, so I'm always wary about doing it the other way, definitely, but... As I said, I don't, I don't see a big issue with it. I remember um, probably the, the most blown away I was with a performance at Ibrooks was was either Raquel May or Benzema. Raquel um, was unbelievable for the very uh, Amazing. For me. And Benzema, obviously, with, with the hat-trick for Leon, which kind of broke your heart in a sense, so you've not really in a place to be clapping, are you? But I think we are quite... Um, we appreciate good football at Ibrooks, but we're also very tribal, you know, in the, in the sense that... Um, you need to achieve that at Ibrox, I think, to get it, which is where I was kind of thinking with Kane. It's a pre-season friendly. I'm not sure he actually did, right. but um, ah, it's an interesting topic, but certainly for, for me, it would need to be earned, and it certainly would, would never be a rival for me. You can't be clapping right your rivals, not that half of part. It's just right. outrageous. If you start that, you'll end up playing uh, fucking friendlies against your rivals in another continent, but um, that's another conversation. Mason, the first questions came in about um, the actual up-to-date football as we go off on a tangent. Friend of the pod, David Heard, um, he's, <laughs> his first sentence, I always need something to worry about. That, If that sums up um, an old-school Rangers fan, then I, if that doesn't sum, sum up an old-school Rangers fan, I don't know what will. Basically, David's um, Davey's worries about can we expect another 50-game season for Tavernier? Uh, this time last year we were going in with a lot of excitement around Nathan Patterson and rightly so um, we don't have him we do have Zukowski who's been on that old Ibrook steroid coffee uh, <laughs> and we've got the young Adam Devine starting to break through um, what's your thoughts I, I've no actually I'll be honest when I've been looking at the, the, the squad depth it's the one area I've not looked at because I'm probably taking for granted that Tav's never going to leave us forever where are you thinking? He's just a machine, though, isn't he, Tavernier? Even like pre-season, I think they was off for like ten days, and he's out in Dubai. It's just, just incredible. But I'm, I'll be honest, you could say that we could say this about you know with Morelos in being out. You could say about Goldson. You know, if Lundstrom gets an injury now, that that would be an issue. It's just, but I do think you know we haven't seen enough of Zakowski to to sort of say if he's they're not going to be. Tavernier's level but I think Devine pre-season has done himself uh, no harm I think he's obviously played a couple of times left back um, because you know Barisic has gone off but and he, he's looked good but we, we will, would have said the same about Patterson until we got a chance so let's give you know give them both a chance hopefully um, I actually I don't know if Sikowski's still got an injury because he hasn't featured at all Devine seemed to be number two at the moment so um, but you know, I think I think we can. What you could, as, as he said, you worry about if you worry about players getting injured all the time, then you know we, we're struggling. But um, you know, hopefully Tavernier, he's an absolute machine, and that continues. Yeah, David, um, I've been really impressed with what I've seen of Adam Devine. Um, and I need to caveat all of this with has been B team games and Lowland League games as well. Um, but I Mason makes a good point. We would have had the same reservations six months, uh, well, this first six months in Nathan Patterson. I think David makes a really good point and he asked the question how would we feel if they play away uh, to Celtic? And I think that's always a test for us. Somebody really ready to be a regular first team 
first team Rangers player. Um, what what would your thoughts be with Zukowski or, or Devine? Um, well, I've seen Devine the last few weeks. He's he's been playing quite a lot, and he's made quite a lot of errors. He's he, he looks okay for me going forward, but whether he's defensively, um, that's sure at the moment. I wouldn't say for his whole career. But at the moment, he looks defensively not that strong from me. Uh, but uh, he looks quite good going forward. Uh, is he ready for to, to take on teams like Celtic? I would hope that he is, but I fear that he isn't. And the, the Polish guy, I just haven't seen him. I mean, has anybody seen him? <laughs> I heard he, I heard he, he was uh, played quite a big part in the goal that we scored uh, it was against Queen's Park. Um, yeah, so yeah, he, he, he might be. I don't, I don't know why he's, he's not been playing. I don't know whether he's been injured or. Yeah, I mean, you just haven't heard anything about him at all. He's. Uh, I think he played one or two games and then he just disappeared from the, from the spotlight. And uh, yeah, whether he's good enough or not, I don't know. I can Can I don't think anybody. I think only Geo can can answer that one. And but the the chance that he's going to move to have out the road is is very very small. I don't, don't I don't think he's going to do that. I, I don't know whether um, the Yil, is it Yilmaz. I don't I don't think he can. I, I don't know whether he can also move across and cover on the right hand side. Many, many fullbacks can. It just means you've got to to set yourself up differently. And we still get King. King can can move into that position. And I, th- I think King will probably be the the end uh, before Divine, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, in, in a perfect world, I think we would have brought another good fullback in, but I doubt we will. I think we'll be we'll be. I think you said that yourself that the only person knows is Gio and. It's, I don't think we're going to expect um, to have to be moved out of the way for King Divine or Zikowski, um because Tav's the captain and he's the first choice right back for a reason. So I suppose it's just when we get a chance to see these boys, it's that they take the chance to impress. So we've got the so so we are a bit more relaxed as relaxed as we can be as Rangers fans that it should have need a rest or get injured. Then we've got somebody to come in. Um, Chris, just um, moving away from the. The right back position, um, looking at the window as a whole. Looking at Gio said um, last week that unless somebody else move, uh, moves out, won't be any other additions. If we were to have a squad as is going in uh, September, how would you be feeling? Yep, I would be. I would be okay. I think um, I said last week that. The, the only worry for me was as much as I, I like Borna Barisic, the only worry for me is going into him with your sort of really first choice and only choice left back, really. Um, Tavernier is an absolute machine mason. You're spot on. He was um, staying training after, you know, when he was meant to be resting. So he's, um, I, I, unless he obviously picks up a, an injury, which anybody can get, I, they appreciate that. He's not really going to be dropping down in terms of, Fitness, he doesn't want to get rested any games, um, so I think we're, we're quite comfortable, obviously. There, um, and I obviously we brought in the, the boy at left back as well, who, um, based on his amazing YouTube videos, everybody does for players, um, looks good, so um, quite small though, um, but absolutely rapid, um, down the wing. So, 
at left back. Um, but I, I think for me, that was the only issue that I was highlighting. I know there's some thought or concern around um, the sort of striking options that, that we've got with the injuries. Um, but I just feel that we'll probably be all right. We'll get the players back. Um, there's obviously talk about Alfredo signing a new um, deal. Um, as well, which seems to be gathering some sort of momentum, which would be absolutely lovely. So, no, I'm 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 all right with it. I think we shape up, we shape up okay. Um, you know, the likes of King um, and Co. That the vine we can maybe rely on if needed. I'm sure the boys would come in and, and do a job, and no matter where that opponent was at. So, I feel I feel all right with it. Um, I feel I feel all right with the squad. Um, and if if Gio's all right with it, then certainly I think we should be his fans and trust the process. Um, what was one of my worries this season, definitely given how bad in my uh, my opinion January's um, business was, I felt that we missed an opportunity there to to kind of put a marker down um, and win the league. Um, and uh, obviously we 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 done well in Europe, but the business in January just wasn't good enough. But certainly Rangers have impressed me. Um, and this transfer window losing Bassey was a sore one, but very quickly you know, move to get somebody else in. So I've been impressed with that and it was a concern. So they've answered that for me and I'm content. If they're content, I'm content with it. Mason, uh, my Wi-Fi cut out on Saturday, so I didn't actually get a chance to see the game. Um, I had a ticket, but I couldn't go because I had COVID. But my Saturday night was um, just filled with watching the highlights, watching, trying to get as much a look as I could at Big Cholak. Um, he took his role well. A Saturday night was a buzz watching the uh, videos of Cholak. Monday night was absolute euphoria when I seen Alfredo Morelos was back in the training pitch. I know it was a light session he had, but oh, that, is, that is music to my ears. Yeah, I, I'm just trying not to get too sort of look into it too much because I think it was his first session back with, with a squad. So, um, but let's hope he the next couple of weeks they step him up and, and he can come in and get on the bench. Just be on the bench, just make such a boost because I'm looking at it now. Uh, you just mentioned Trolak. I thought he had a really good game Saturday. Um, he didn't get that much service. What he did get, he put away. But his first touch and some of his build-up play is actually better than than what I sort of thought it would be. I thought he was very much going to be a, a penalty box striker, but. He, he looks. He's not slow. Like he, he's, he, he don't stop running as well. Um, Cholak. He's. I'm quite happy with that sign for the money we paid. I think he's going to be our top goal scorer this season domestically. I think he will score more than Alfie because Morelos is just different in terms of, of what he does. Um, I think. I think we've got a better finisher in, in Cholak. But um, yeah, that that would be for me a little concern. The striker area with with Ruth's injury um, problems and. Uh, you know, just having Cholak there at the minute. And I think, as you said, Colin, in the chat the other day, is it nine games in August? Yep. So that is that is a big worry. We've got no, you know, until Morelos gets back, we've got no other option. And, and every game is big for us, but especially them qualifiers, I think I think a club like ours should have four strikers anyway. I'm not one that says we'll get by with three. I think the amount of, you know, teams we have to break down domestically, it's always good to have options. So I would hope um, we can get Simpson, Katic, um, maybe Kelly out and uh, and when their wages can get a, can get another striker. No, I, I think so as well. I think um, I don't think um, when when Gio said nobody will come in because unless we sell players, I don't think it'll be like for like replacements. I think you're right. It'll be a lot of the for one a bit of what the Deadwood. Um, you know, Glenn Middleton's still there as well. Um, no, no getting a game. Um, just picking up 
wages. So you'd like to think Kelly, Middleton, Simpson, Katic, that would free up money to bring in a decent a decent striker. Um, or that's just us assuming that Gio wants a striker or whatever he needs. Um, right. Mason's made his first prediction uh, for the season that Cholak is going to get 42 goals. Davey, let's start looking ahead to the to Saturday then. Um, I think for me, the last couple of games has been really telling for for what I think Gio wants to go with. Um, let's start with the, the back five. I think I think the the fullbacks um, and I think it's going to be Tavernier, Golson, and Barisic because the new left back isn't he, isn't he in yet. And then I'd imagine it'd be Suter or. Or Sands, but I think more likely Suter. Um, are you happy with that as a back four? I think we'll start uh, start with Suter anyway. Can I just say, unfortunately, we've, we've lost a, a team out of Europe. Whether we'll get beat 2-0. I'll just throw that one in. Um, I'll go on with Rangers now. I'm pretty sure, like the Gallant few, there's, what, there's about 12 years in that group chat. We could field a side to, to beat Slit, Silver Rovers, whatever the fucking name is. That's wild. That's... <laughs> Scottish football's a riot, isn't it? <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, anyway, um, I'm going to I'm going to say I think we're all talking about strikers, and I think the boy Lovelace. I've watched him now a couple of times on on tele, on the RTV, and you can say he's only sixteen, but for me. If he's if he's good enough, he's he's older. If he's old enough, he's good enough. If he's good enough, he's old enough. And I've watched him, and the guy is absolutely what I love about. And it's the same with Cholak. If you, if you've got Alfie, he, when somebody's coming in at the front post, he moves to the back post. But when you've got Cholak, and now I've seen it with Love Lovelace, they try and get in front of the defender. And I like that because that's where you score most of your goals. Because if you go to the back post all the time, the ball doesn't normally come through to it. So I love players that try and get in front of the the, the players to just side foot it into the net. And I've seen that with Lovelace, and I've seen that with, with Cholak. So I think that that will bring in a, a lot of goals. Um, and especially when you've got Matondo uh, Putting in crosses the way he's been putting them in because he's been hitting the back the back line. There's no many people can stop him once once he's got ahead of steam up. Uh, and it was as I said I think I said it in last week's pod the the number eight from West Ham chasing him for uh, for about thirty yards. Uh, <laughs> I was always he's he's cheeks sticking away out there. I was that actually thought that was one of the funniest things from the from the build up, but um. No, I, th- I think I think uh, I think I don't think we're paying six million pound for a, a left back to leave him the whole season on the bench. So I think Barisic, thought Barisic played really good against Blackpool and against um, West Ham, but I thought him and Suter was an awful lot of space between them uh, in the game against Spurs. I thought they get turned really really easily, uh, and. So whether, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think, it, I, I mean, I obviously I haven't seen the guy anyway, the, the Turkish boy I, anyway. I've only seen the same YouTube films that everybody else has been watching. And funnily enough, the YouTube films I, I saw, I didn't think it was that great. I thought he, he, most of them were a lot of mistakes in it. So I, I thought, hmm, okay, maybe maybe this is the wrong way around. Maybe the YouTube films are rubbish and he's going to be brilliant. So Hopefully. But, <laughs> well, let's hope it, yeah. 
But uh, no, I, I don't think he's going to be sitting on the bench all season. So I think he's going to come in at some point. Obviously, I don't know how far tra- he was at training yet. So, but he's obviously not played with the team or played with. So well, he's, he's still waiting on his work permit. So that's why I'm saying Barris. It will be, um, I barring disaster. Barris, it will be in in the left back. Um, well, Yedman, he's um, I he's yeah. he's still I waiting for permit. I heard that with Bassey as well. Bassey's not got a work permit either. He couldn't play at the weekend either, I believe so. Oh, Bassey, he's away. No, he's not going to play it anywhere. He's away. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, I think, I, I think that'll be... For me, uh, the big one, I, I hope McLaughlin comes in. I mean, I know McGregor made some... Right, brilliant you know, right, I've asked you who's starting centre-half. You've told me Lovely should come in and McLaughlin should come in. Fucking tell me who's going in next to Goldson. <laughs> No, I didn't. No, I think I thought I answered that. I think it'll be suited to start with. So near and fast is is an argument. Ben Davies came in, Jim gets too early. I don't think he's played with any of the players yet, has he? So I don't. I think he'll, if he comes in, it'll be for a, a half an hour to begin with. And I don't. I don't see him starting in, uh, at the weekend. I don't see that, especially no. in the. Well, although Suter on Suter on the the magic turf, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how his knees will stand up to that, so he might he might put him in for that. I think one thing's certain now. I think we can all see that Cattage is hasn't got a place. In fact, no. I think they've said he's, he can go. So I, I think we can we can stop that discussion. I want to come back to McLaughlin as well, but I want to get the other boys' thoughts in the centre half situation because it's Chris. I'm kind of torn. I think. Um, I think it will be suitor, but I would like to see James Sands in personally. Um, I think with Rangers got to dominate a lot of the ball. And John Suter's not bad in the ball, but I've liked what I've seen of James Sands so far. Um, and last season I was maybe torn where he'd be and where where does he fit? Almost that Ross McCrory where he can play right back midfield. Set up. Does he turn into a utility player and, and doesn't really mould into a position? But I, I quite I'm looking forward to seeing him get game time alongside Goldson. I I think he I think he will go for for Suter, to be honest. He's used to playing on that pitch. I wouldn't imagine Hearts would have been resting him um on any of the plastic surfaces. So um I think he'll probably go with him. But again it, it wouldn't be uh an issue for me if, if it was Sands either, um comfortable on the ball. But John Suter's really as you've touched on, he's he's really good on the ball as well. So we're going to have most of the, the, the play, you would imagine. Um, I remember the last game that we played in Livingston. It was it was Bassey, um, touching on him again. But it was Bassey and Goldson that played centre half, and Bassey had a lot of the ball, um, bringing it forward. So I either or those two positions for me. Obviously, it will be Borna. I don't think uh, Yomaz can play yet. Obviously, you touched on that, um, and I uh, likely likely suitor. I think uh, Gio's by the looks of it, obviously can continue to pick him. Started them obviously the, the weekend. I think he's, he's obviously trying to get that, and I think Goldson will have a probably a decent say on who plays alongside him as well. You would imagine, you know, signing that new contract. He's he's one of the big leaders in the changing room. So, um, but for, for what I was trying to look at, um, at the weekend, obviously he's never go, he's not going to be playing up against Harry Kane every week. Um, suitor for, for sure but very good on the ball there was one part actually with transition of play that he actually took the ball 
um, from the goalkeeper and drove forward. I don't know if you remember that. He drove forward and tried to find a pass. He actually broke the kind of midfield line and he tried to do that a couple of times. So I think he'll be quite brave on the ball. So I wouldn't have any any issues with, with, with him starting at all and at the weekend. Um, and he's been probably signed to play in games like that, if you would, you know. But, but Davis, I don't think, will come in yet. Purely for the fact he's, he's, he's not really come in and played with the players yet. So it would be a bit... Um, Aye, it would be a bit of a, a mad one putting him in there because Livingston can be just one of those mad fixtures. You either come out there with a comfortable winner, it's just pure helter-skelter. Um, we saw Big Herlander struggle up there a couple of times as well in the past, so wouldn't it be a nice place to start your first game, I would think. But aye, I would say that's your pairing, Goldson and Suter. Mason, I think um, we're starting to see where the signings and where the pre-season that regardless of uh, the pairing, and in defence or potentially a back three if we start to see that. There's gonna be there's gonna be an expectation that all centre halves can play well with the ball. Seen that with Sands and Suter. Um Hollander was never the worst in the ball and we know Golson does does like the old um, forty yard diagonal. Um how how do you see that playing out on Saturday if we try and play out for the back? But what I like it in theory, but my my only thing is if we if we go with a patient build up or we just really allow ten men to go on their eighteen yard line and it's just back to square one again. See, I think I think Suter's perfect for, for the way we play. The, the only the only thing I would say I, I think his better position would be the right side where Goldson plays. I think a couple of times he's not looked as comfortable on his left foot, but the West Ham game there was one pass he fizzes it into Lawrence like first time and it just gets us on the counter. Um and I think to have as you said, clearly, Gio is working to centre-half to, to do that. One thing with Suter as well, he always looks forward. It might not always come off, but he's always looking to, to play forward. And that'll be that'll be big for us as well um, in a game like Saturday, because we know Livingston are just going to sit in and make it difficult for us. But, um, yeah, not just not just the, the sort of the back four. It's got the midfield as well. I think, you know, Lawrence in there. And um, I think Matondo won't, won't be... He's got a knock. I don't think he's trained this week. So, probably expect Scott Wright to come in. Um, but they need to be sort of getting, it, getting on the half-turn. Uh, be completely different to the pre- two uh, pre-season friendlies we've had where Tottenham and West Ham come at us. So um, it'd be interesting to see how they fare on, on that pitch. But yeah, for me, I think it'd be it'd be suitable. Remember, we've got the, the Champions League qualifier as well coming up. So I think Gio's going to pick whatever pairing it is back four and just, just you know, I don't think you can be throwing players into to that either. Even if Yilmaz gets his work permit, I think you've got to go with a back four. Um, and, and, and that starts with, with Saturday. No, and... I think you made a good point that Livingston Arnie obviously got to come out to as anywhere near as much as Tottenham or West Ham did. And so I think how quickly we can use it, I'm going to sound like a, one of these football manager wanks, how quickly we can use the ball in transition. Yeah, like to me, I've been doing my reading. Um, you know, we don't want the centre-halves taking four, five, six touches, then picking a pass. We need to be moving it quickly. But Davey alluded to it there. Um, about John McLaughlin, that's a big, that is a big question. So, um, Mason, I'll start with you and come with Davy. Um, is it McLaughlin or McGregor? Yeah, McLaughlin definitely. Um, I think just just from last season, you know, we we spoke about McGregor a lot, but even the two sort of preseason friendlies where McLaughlin played against West Ham, then McGregor Saturday, I still think McGregor's a better the better shot stopper, and I'll I'll have that all day long. I think he pulled off some really good saves. The problem is the ball at his feet. Um, I don't think he completed one pass at the weekend there's a couple of times where you give the ball to Richarlison and then I think it was Son 
and they should have scored both times. And uh, McLaughlin against West Ham just looked so much more more comfortable on the ball. I think there was one where he did sort of make a mistake, but the amount of times we, I think under Gio, we're going to want to do that, especially against Livingston. It's a no-brainer. It has to be uh, McLaughlin. And, 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 you know, if they get any set pieces, I just feel much better with, with John McLaughlin in goal. So it'll be interesting if he picks. I think, obviously, that will be his number one going uh, going forward. Davey, what's your thoughts on the goalkeeping dilemma? No, no discussion for me. It's got to be my goal one. Um, McGregor's a great, the, the best shot stopper there is, probably in Scotland, maybe in Europe. Uh, but uh, uh, just just the, the the way he can play football, he blends the team, the back four. Although he did take a few good few chances, uh, he had a few Joe Hart moments. Uh, <laughs> that, he was close to being keeping up his in his byline against West Ham on the next stage. Yeah, so but uh, in in the whole, I think that's what Gio wants. I think Gio wants that we would prefer a keeper that that would play football, and that for the for me the fact that he comes off the line, I, I just I just that makes a big difference for me. I mean, even although uh, I I think we lose a lot, of, we, put, we maybe not always lose goals, but we put ourselves under a lot of stress by the keeper knowing that the keeper's not coming because it means you're two centre halves. They really got to win the ball. Otherwise, the, the the other teams get a free header at it. But um, no, I think uh, I, I was definitely McLaughlin. I'll cut my answer short for you this time. <laughs> as long as you learn, we start to go on about love less than goals. That's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do my homework. Do the catty to the way love less is your new favourite, isn't it? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, well, I'm not catching us in a way yet, but now that he's known the old eye, I think it's going to be a David Tomlinson and lovely, lovely, but here's hope me. Oh, sorry, I missed that. Yeah, no, no, but I, do, I mean, we're all talking about looking for another striker. Uh, for me, I would, I would be bringing the boy right up right away. That's uh, I don't know. I don't, obviously, Gio's seen him out, but from what I've heard, that Gio really thinks he's really good in the in the training field as well. Seemingly, he's he's been on a good show there as well. So, I, I, I definitely think it's one to have a look at anyway. Especially when we've not got him. Obviously, we're going to they're thinking of bringing somebody else in, and somebody else comes. But they've not got yeah. else. Good um, option to have, I suppose. Sorry, it's a good option to have if we can yeah. bring somebody in. Yeah. Uh, Chris, round us off in the goalkeeper. Um, I, I, probably a double barrel question to you. So McGregor or McLaughlin, and 
the second part of the question is DC Geo picking one and sticking with him. The reason I asked you, I don't know if you remember last season um, under Gerard, the first maybe nine, ten games, McLaughlin and McGregor had about four or five games each, and we were we were rotating it um, in between Europe and and the league. And I thought that it just disrupted our our back five quite a lot. Um, I think I, I want McLaughlin, but if it is to be McGregor, I think we should take McGregor and just stick with him. Um, I, I don't like the idea of Chapman changing week in week out. Aye, it's a strange one. I do remember obviously last season, um, and there was there was clean sheets as well that McLaughlin was racking up at one point for us. But um, for for me, it's it's hard because obviously love Alan McGregor, but um, I think McLaughlin needs to probably get the nod just in the way that the season sort of ended for McGregor and the the performances. It felt like this season was maybe a season too many, so I was surprised that. He got the new deal even, even though I was, you know, I, I love Alan McGregor. Um, I thought his sort of finishing moment with the Scottish Cup final and everything was was ideal. Um, coming on, getting the applause that he deserves, going up, getting the medal, lifting the cup, probably partied for about a week, steaming. But um, I thought that would have been ideal for, for McGregor. But clearly, um, something's changed there. Because, I mean, he's, he's been given that send-off to leave. Like, there's no doubt about it. Um, and then, obviously, there's been a change there. Um, maybe they were trying to get something and it never worked out or whatever and they've went in other avenues, I don't know, I'm not sure but definitely, he's not getting that um, with the fact he's going to come back in and play games again, he was getting that to go So, but for me it's McLaughlin um, just based on, I, f- I feel that it was this is maybe a season too much for, for McGregor um, probably a good guy to hover on about the changing room and stuff, so I understand that but you're right, you need to go with your number one and, and stick to it um, and bring your other keeper in for cups or whatever, you know. Um, but certainly, if McLaughlin is the number one, then he knows that he's got somebody that's behind him that's chasing that position. Because McGregor's not just going to want to sit on the bench every week; he's not that type of person. So, um, but I, for me, um, that's that's where I would be going. And not a divert on a lovely Stevie, but um, he, he has played um, a number of games for Millwall. I think maybe four or five, and he's played in the FA Cup. So this isn't a boy who's not. Um, played football at any level before so uh, it's, it's not really too much of a gamble for me for him to be somebody that's sort of kicking about the squads um, would be a bit of a strange one if we didn't utilise that if we were doing any of the bare bones for, for me but I'll not, I'll not digress too much Aye well I think um, so before we even go to the midfielders then let's talk about our front three I'll stick with you Chris um, I think Kolach, Kent and Wright are going to be the front three in Saturday for me Chris um, because there's that doubt on Matondo, I don't think we're going to risk playing him if there's any chance that he can play on Tuesday. I'm quite comfortable with that front three. Um, on the bench, I would have Lovelace um, or somebody for the, the B team um, alongside Sakala. Um, I, I would have another attacking option. Um, best case scenario, we go for nothing up and we need to rest Kolac, um, sorry, Cholak uh, for Tuesday. Any any issues with that? No, no, I think it's sensible. Um gutted about my tondo. I'm going I'm going through to Livingston on Saturday, so I was I was looking forward to seeing how rapid this boy is. I'm reliably informed he's a ninety seven pace on FIFA, which sounds quick, so um I, I was looking forward to seeing him in action. Um genuinely was excited to see him, you know, play, but maybe Livingston away isn't he a game for Matondo potentially with the pace because he's not really going to get 
too much options to be um, going in behind anybody. This is probably made a game for your Tom Lawrence or something a bit more intelligent in the middle of the park. Um, wouldn't it be against that? Wouldn't it be against Scott Wright either? I think Scott Wright's shown that he can cut in from the right and, and take a pop as well towards the end of the season. He was doing that. Um, I think that's it's going to be maybe a tighter game. Um, that your wider players maybe won't feature as much. So I, I wouldn't argue against that. Um, and certainly having, you know, again, who doesn't love fashion Sakala? Do you know what I mean? As a person, he's a, he's a legend. I, I was told that the managers day he was spending a lot of time with the kids at the, the training day and getting in pictures. My son's got about four selfies with him um, at different parts of the day. So he must have just not done any training. He must have just walked up and down and spoke to everybody. But all the players, I think him um, and Leon King, um, according to my, my son, were the two ones who were who were there with the fans and stuff. So he loves it. Do you know what I mean? He's a, he's a fan's favourite in that regard. But unfortunately, um, I don't think he's, as we touched on it last week, I don't think he's, he's got it to take it to the next level, but certainly come on against Livingston, you know, he could probably come on and, and do a turn. Um, but no, I think your, your front three spot on there. Um, and it's probably for me the key, actually, is is, is who maybe plays in behind, obviously, Lawrence, hopefully, um, similar to the role that he, that he played, because as we saw against Livingston, the last time that we played there, I think it was... Geo's first league game actually, and the last time we were away at Livingston, Scotty Arfield run a mock with a kind of midfield runs. I think he had one over the keeper that he chipped. So that's probably your key um, at, the, at the weekend, as opposed to pace out wide. You know, cutting them from from wings because you're just not going to get the option today. At Livingston, are very good at what they do. David Martindale was a great coach. He's he, he knows what he's doing, and he doesn't really give a fuck what anybody else thinks. <laughs> he does what he does to get the best for his team, but. Uh, you're not far wrong there, but certainly for me, touching on Lovelace, um, I, I would not be against having that boy in about the, the the first team squad. And you know, you just never know if you're a goal scorer, you're you're, you're going to score goals, aren't you? And he's already been an established, maybe not established himself in a championship, but Millwall are a decent team, and he's he's played for them. So why why not get a bash? You know, totally agree. Mason, um, Chris touched on it there. It's probably more important as who's uh, three behind the cycle, uh, the front three. So I think um, I'd love to, I, I really hope that Tom Lawrence does come in. I think it is too soon for Tillman anyway. And I think um, his intelligence will be just his speed of thought there uh, because too many times we've come into these games, we've brought the ball edge of the 18 yard box and just passed it to left to right. So I think he'll be good with that. For me, John Lundstrom's still the best in there if he comes in. Um, and probably the only question mark is, is that Kamara, Jack or Davis or Arfield alongside him? Yeah, I was sort of thinking about this one earlier with the midfield, but definitely Lawrence is the 10. As you said, I think it'll be a little bit too early for Tillman, but I was reading about him earlier and apparently the players are really, really impressed with, with Tillman. So that could be an exciting one. I just think it might take a little bit longer than Lawrence because I think Championship, and the SPL, I think, probably championship the better league. But in terms of um, physicality, I think Lawrence can come straight in. He's got that little bit of dig about him, which we probably haven't had apart from uh, Lundstrom as well. I think not only can he, you know, put himself about, but he's, as you said, he moves the ball really quickly. So um, hope hope he goes in uh, as the ten. And um, I'm not sure. That's the only problem I've got with the two the two sort of number number sixes is is Lundstrom would definitely be one. Kamara Jack, you could probably toss a coin really with with playing at, at Livingston. Uh, sometimes I think Glenn Kamara slows us down a little bit too much away from home uh, domestically. As, as as good as he is on the ball, I think sometimes you need someone that, that drives. Um, so maybe it'll be it'll be Jack. But again, that's 
quite defensive. So that would might be you, you know you, know, you might see Arfield, you might see Arfield thrown in for, for Saturday and Kamara or Jack kept for for the game um, Tuesday night away from home. So uh, that that would be the one I think to, to look out for. But um, I think it just we just need to go and hopefully we go and blow them away early. And that's what I want us to do this season is go and go and score early and go and get after teams. And I don't want to mention them, but that's what they've done. Uh, when they went on their run, they scored, and then two minutes later, it's two 0 Game's over. So uh, I hope that with the forward players we've added, we're, we're going to add numbers, and you know we're not going to no longer see Kent getting you know doubled up. They've got something to think about on, on the other side now. And we've seen that in pre-season so far that we've been passing with Puppets. like we know him just for the back, but when we've been getting to the to the byline or to the clinical areas, we've the players have been brave and they've if not always worked out, but it's. It's allowed the likes of, we've seen Kent get his role against West Ham and that's all because the likes of Lawrence Matondo, they were brave enough to go and play a different pass and take the ball. It's just sharp. We just look sharp. We look sharp. I think I think we, when we when we do that and we play forward as sound about suit off, you know, playing balls first time, just moving it one, two touch. I think we've done it a period against Spurs as well and they struggle to to sort of cope with it for about 20 minutes. And uh, against teams that are sitting in, that's what we've got to do. It's, it's, it's not rocket science. The players need to be brave and, and I hope Gio's over pre-season that, that's what we've been working on and uh, yeah as I said already we can just go and you know, blow teams away and, and, and move on to Tuesday night Do you think there's any chance of us uh, playing Lundstrom at the back and pushing the two right the two backs up playing a back three with Suter Lundstrom and Goldson and then pushing Tav and uh, Barisic up any chance well, of that? Well I like about having Lundstrom there is that I think he's wasted when he does go into defence, but it's a good option to have. Um, for for me, I I think that's probably something that you'll see happen through the game if we need it. I think um, I'd like to think Rangers will start not quite gung ho, but all guns blazing. We we don't need any more than um, our two centre halves covering the halfway line. We how much how much of the ball we should have? I don't think. I would agree. I think it's it's a needs based thing that it just happens sort of fluid yeah. in the game, depending on what's on. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if um, he does need it at the weekend, given the lack of space down the wings. Um, unless you go for that sort of trial thing, which happened with with Tav last year when he was like an inverted right back, which was pretty weird to see him sort of doing that. But Geo's got things up his locker. I just think you just, that's what I like about him. You just don't know what's happening. You Lundstrom's at the back sometimes and you're like, right, okay, what's happening now? And then you've got players in different positions. But um, I think it will depend really as the game goes, I think, Davey. But Geo's definitely not scared to to make some tweaks and changes to, to the game as it, as it unfolds. But I just think the game will be quite narrow. Um, and, and tight, so I'm not sure that, that pushing, you know, Tav and Barisic further up would 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 be in. But you never know. You never know. Would you? I suppose see how the game goes. Um, yeah. I think in the middle of the park for 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 me, just touching on who would probably go in there. Um, I would I would probably play Jack, but I can get why Kamara's Kamara would get a shout as well because he's got a wee bit of a turn on him. You know, Gio has liked to, to play him in an advanced position at times last season as well, so he obviously sees that as part of his game. I always remember Neil McCann, who obviously worked with Kamara at Dundee, saying that he, he sort of chronically doesn't believe in himself in forward positions, but he's got the ability to actually carry it out. So, um, but for me, Ryan Jack always gets in a Rangers team. I love him as long as he's not injured. I would always play him. You know, he's one of my favourite players. But 
uh, either or for them, but Lundstrom for me in, in, in the centre mid position. Well, if you look at the uh, who, who passed the ball to Chotlack uh, for, for his goal, who was up there playing striker? <laughs> it was Tavernier. So it's, he, he gets himself up and it's uh, even in the striker's role without just going down the wing. So, I mean, Tavernier is just a, a machine, isn't he? Machine. And that could be that could be something that we see at the weekend. You know, it could be because it is a bit narrower. Tavernier is uh, he's a machine, but he's he's one of your biggest um, creative threats, without a shadow of a doubt. The biggest, probably, um, in terms of his assists and his numbers. So, might see the game actually pushing him towards being a wee bit more inverted as it goes. But um, I I think, although Tavernier might be told not to get bummed forward, he certainly will try and get himself involved as, as much as he can in an attacking sense. Last word on the um, starting 11, Davey. Is there anything you've heard that you know, you'd know you throw in any curveballs in terms of the, the midfield three or the potential forward three? Or are you quite comfortable with you know, Kent, Cholak and Wright and then Winstrom, Lawrence and A.N. Other? I think I think he'll just start off with the, the sort of a tried and trusted guys. Um, well, with Lawrence coming in, I, I definitely think Lawrence uh, will, will be a starter. Uh uh, Matondo, will, will he play? I think if he's fit, he'll play. But uh, it's doubtful whether he's a hundred percent fit or not. If he's not hundred percent, he won't waste him because he'll 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 want him for for Tuesday night. Um, but um, yeah, who do you play in the right wing? Uh, probably right. Probably bring in right in the the, the right wing. Uh, I think he's a sort of a standard cover now. If Matondo's not there, I think uh, this will be a good game for for right because it's. I would know he's a, I don't want to say limited, he lacks confidence in the final ball, but when we're going to be wanting to be on Livingston's throat, he's really good after the ball, he's really good at pressing, so I think he'll, he'll do a shift. Yeah, yeah. I think Sakala, he's sort of a drop down, although for me Sakala beating players is, is, is probably better than right, but um, it's, it's once once Sakala gets past the player, he doesn't know what to do, he's... he's Balls in the middle are, are not that brilliant, but um, he's uh, yeah, it would be obviously between the two who who who, go, who goes down the right hand side. I don't see any curveball there that uh, I don't think there's anybody else, unless I mean, I suppose he could move Ken over to the right, but he's never done that before, so I don't see that happening. Um, no, I, I think I think he'll just go for the tried and trusted. If, if Matondo's no fit, then he'll uh, then he'll go for right and uh. That just be the, the the same as we've sort of been seen the the, the starting on Lawrence at number ten, uh, Cholak up front, Kent out in the left, uh, just the same Barisic. Yeah. I don't see I don't I don't see any difference. No, no I think we're all in agreement with that then. Um, so before we're already the last ten fifteen minutes will be spent on predictions. But before I get back to asking you what your prediction for the score will be. Let's um, since it's live and since it's all recorded, let's just really set ourselves up for a fall. Chris, this was your idea. We're going to do the top six predictions and the bottom two for the the forthcoming season. So, since it was your idea, kick us off with your predictions, mate. Cool. And then I'll just say aye, same as Chris. <laughs> aye, so I again, I. I Need to know how these are going to go. I think I wanted to do them just to see how bad we actually got them towards the end of the season. But I'll and I'll be the typing bottom. these up. I'm going to take a wee note on them. Eh, by the way, <laughs> I'm going to go with the bottom two first. So I think 
I think St Johnston will go down. <laughs> I think um, I think they're a bit of a poor lot. I think they, you know, have got a decent manager, I. But I think they look potentially that you know if they continue their sort of hangover last season and continue on, I think they've got potential to go down. And my second bottom uh, team, who I think will give them a run for their money, who I think will implode very quickly, is Hibs. Um, I think they look as if they're already. Um, you know, struggling for, for different stuff. Obviously, they went out of the cup playing uh, players who weren't eligible. Their manager's already kicking up about certain things. Um, and they've signed a few players who could upset the apple cart there, potentially. So. The, the part of coming out of Easter Road is fucking tremendous. Have you also seen that? Um, the, <laughs> have you seen the new um, advertising for season tickets? No. It's, it's uh, Choose Hibs in the style of train spotting. So the, the the fan base in Scotland who get a bit worked up when we call them junkies, um, their 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 clubs marketing as um, uh, I, I don't think to do together for you. Fucking wild. Ah uh, yeah, I think um, I I just think that some of the players have signed it. Is they're either going to be brilliant, right, and finish third, or have a shocker. Um and I just I'm leaning towards the shocker because obviously it's it's nice to have a wee bit of rivalry um with, with Habs, but um I'm I'm leaning towards them having an absolute shocker this season and being down there. I actually think they finished bottom six last season as well, didn't they? So um which which is strange. See when you see the they, they obviously beat us up when we were on our knees in the the, the semi final, but when you see the you know that the players in that team in terms of ability, it's a baffling one actually because they have got some good players um, but I just think that looks as if it's going to be a, a potential disaster so we'll see how that goes that's my bottom two Hibs and St Johnston with St Johnston going down um, my top six is obviously Rangers at the top can I obviously say anything other than that I think I say that every single year no matter what a lifetime um, ban for anybody in the podcast <laughs> I, by the way uh, can't can be doing that um, Celtic obviously second for me I think it's it's going to be a another close season, um, and you know, barring us going the distance again in some sort of European adventure, um, I think we we will we will pip it. Uh, if we've got the, the transfers right, we start strong. Um, I fancy us to to win the league as I do most seasons. Um, third would be Hearts for me. I think they'll still do alright, but the only thing I will say about Hearts is the fact that they're guaranteed the six games in Europe, and I think what they might struggle with potentially is that sort of Thursday, Sunday, you know, I think we've got the squad, and Celtic have got the squad to, to cope with it, um, you know, in terms of a domestic front, um, but I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure about Hearts. I, that'll be the only one for me, but I do think they're the third strongest team in the league um, by about a distance. Um the surprise package for me, fourth, would be Kilmarnock. Um, I think they'll do well this year under Derek McKenna, so they'll struggle to get up through the championship, but I do think they will do all right this year. Maybe on the back. Um, big season for him. Yep. I think I think they'll do, they'll do well. And the other two making up the top six is Aberdeen and Levy, just purely because I like David Martindale. Um, so top top six for him. They were really unlucky actually to miss out in the top six um, last season. Um, kind of lost a goal in the last couple of minutes or something. So um, decent kind of community club, Livingston. So wish them all the best. They do a lot of good stuff in their, their community. So I for them top six for me, and that would actually be a 
a relatively strong tap six as well. Um, I think Ross County will struggle, obviously, because they finished tap six um, the last season, but obviously they've lost that boy who scored all the goals for them, uh, Charles mm-hmm. Cook. So, aye, that's my tap six and Hibs and St Johnston bottom two. There we go. Mason, give your predictions. I could just copy and paste uh, Chris there, to be fair. I think you got it, it, it's spot on, but I think Hibs, I said uh, before we, we come on uh, live, that I think they've, they've had a, an absolute howler in point, a point in Lee Johnson. Um, I think they I think they should have gone for Derek McInnes, to be honest. Um, I mean, I don't care what they do, but that would have been a better better option for them. But uh, I think I think they'll be down there. I don't think they'll finish second bottom. My bottom two would have been St. Johnston to go and St. Mirren. Um, I think they're, they're going to struggle. Um, Johnston and St. Mirren have both lost a lot of players this season. And yeah. They'll really replace them. Yeah, St. Johnston, they lose Rooney as well. The, uh, the fullback, he's gone as well. He went somewhere in England, didn't he? I think they're, they're yeah they've they've been they've been since they've won the the double um they've been really really poor and I think they're only going one way um but yeah top top six mine would be pretty much the same same as Chris's obviously us to win the league um you know set with second um I'd probably go with Aberdeen third I think they're going to be a lot better this season on a good win uh, I think they're going to be really hard to beat um and I, I think that Hearts having them games in Europe. Uh, I think they're going to really struggle Thursday, Sunday. I just, you know, as I said, they haven't got the squad. I think if they get a couple of injuries to key players' hearts as well, they're really, really struggling where, where Aberdeen will be fresh. So I'd probably, that would be the controversial one. I do think hearts are better than them, but I think the Europe factor will, will be key. And then uh, uh, the other two um, would be, uh, the other one would be Dundee United in front of, of Livingston. I think Jack Ross and, and they got Stephen Fletcher, didn't they? The other day, I think that's quite a good signing for him as well. So, uh so yeah, that, that would be my, my top six. I believe Stephen Fletcher's still kind of ball, man. Like, he must be, uh, I don't know, he, he's been a bit for ages, has he not? Yeah, I, I couldn't tell where he was. Was he at Sheffield Wednesday? I think they were all there. He was down there with Barry. Barry you know, in France at one point, have I made that up? No, yeah, he was at Marseille after, was it Marseille after Sunderland? But I think he only lasted six months. I don't think he, don't know if he scored a goal. But um, I think for Dundee United, though, it could be a, a, a decent signing. Definitely. So you're going... Um, Dundee United ahead of Kilmarnock to make up your your top six. Yeah, yeah. I, like I do. I do think McInnes they'll 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 be up there though. He'll have them up there again. It'll be awful to watch, but they're safe. They won't go down next season. I think you know they'll they'll, they'll do well. Yeah, you've done a, a slight diversion for Chrissy's in last minute to make uh, it's like copy your homework but make a few spell mistakes so we know it's different. Uh, that's fair play, mate. Fair play, Davey. Round us off, mate. Um, yeah, you. This must be terrible for you. Used to living in Germany and Holland, getting surrounded by Bundesliga and um, top flight Dutch football. Now I'm going to ask you who's the shittiest team in the fucking shittiest league. <laughs> well, I've just been, I've just watched Motherwell for uh, for, for the the last couple of hours, so I think uh, I think I don't think they'll be up challenging anybody. Although I didn't think that last year, and they they, they sort of just pulled up at the end up. Um, Livingston. Are always a sort of a team that that just sort of plug away. They beat the bottom teams. They, they they've got that uh, hopeless park, which is a bit for me is a big advantage for them. Um, but I'll start off with uh, the you want the bottom ones. Well, I think it'll be Ross County and St Johnson. I think St Mirren always seem to get up above the the relegation zone. They don't uh, they don't set the, the the grass on fire, but they always seem to just manage to, to pull clear of the relegation zone. Ross County, I think, are going to struggle. And I I don't know whether St. John's have added anybody decent to their team. 
but losing that boy was a McCann a couple of years ago, or last season, I mean. Um, that was a big loss for them because that boy was really good. Uh, and so I think I, I think Ross County... Uh, Ross County have basically no added them. There's no lost many people, but they've no... They've not really done anything at all. It's still a month to go, but I, it's been very meh more than anything, isn't it, for them? Yeah, well, I mean, you don't really hear a lot from what other teams are, are, are bringing in right enough because, I mean, it's mostly from small teams down south uh, that, that you've, you've hardly heard of. So it's not really... They don't bring in big names where the, 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 the papers are covered with the, with the, with the signings of them. Um no, I, th- I think, uh, yeah, Hibs, you, you guys obviously know what's going on better in Scotland than I do. I don't know. I don't really know what, what's happened to Hibs, but they weren't that great last year. And if, 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 there's got, if they've got worse, then, uh, then it helped them. But I don't, I don't see them being in a relegation place. Um, up for up top, well, I've been listening, reading uh, Charlie Nicholas, he's been saying, and uh, Chris Sutton, what he's been saying. So I think it's quite obvious who's going to win the league. Rangers. <laughs> um, no, I, I've, I've, I've got to go with Rangers. Couldn't, couldn't be on a, a Celtic a Rangers podcast and pick Celtic, but I don't think they will anyway. I think Celtic have spent a lot of money. Have they got any better? I don't know. They brought in that guy from that Australian guy that plays midfield. And for the same, all they've done is sign the players that they had there already. So they've not really improved their squad. And I think we were far better, which you saw in the old firm, the last two old firm games, that we were far better than them anyway. So I don't see, I think we've strengthened in depth. And I don't see them having any difference to, to what they had last year. So I, I think, and I still say we threw away the league last year. Celtic didn't win it. So. That's uh, that's another point for me. So I'm putting Rangers in first place. Uh, I think I'd, I, well, it's always a two horse race, isn't it? I don't see a, any other teams managing to get up and beating Celtic in a uh, in, in the league. Uh, I'm going to go for third place. I'm going to differ because I think Jim Goodwin will get Aberdeen up to a position where they can where they're difficult to beat. That's his sort of a standard as well. He's a bit in the the the, the same sort of a mould as uh, as Derek uh, Derek Mc who is he called Derek Mc, Mc- McInnes McInnes. Uh, uh, he's sort of a same mould as him, isn't he? he? He sets his teams up to sort of a uh, no lose before he, before they, they they go out to win. Uh, so I, I, I think Aberdeen and then Hearts. I think Dundee United probably. And then I, I think Livingston. I think Livingston will pip, pip Kilmarnock, but it could be the other way about. But I think they'll be this. I think they'll fight for the sixth place. So that's uh, that, that's my sort of a predictions. And I think Rangers will win with fifteen points. <laughs> <laughs> you wrapped up by me. There we go. Um, I'll use mine then. Um, you know, just so. Uh, there'll be some fucking maniac uh, saving this video uh, to pull back in May. Um, no doubt Craig Campbell or somebody for the pod will be watching. She's ready to post his uh, uh, videos back in. Um, I'm also going to go St Johnston to get relegated. I'm just, they've lost far too much. Um, the players they've added on, they're, like, they're pushing retirement. There's, 
as not a lot of excitement happening there. Um, so, I'm going for the Super Jays to get relegated. Probably go Ross County second bottom because, again, it's just... Uh, I think I agree with David there that St Mirren always tend to find our last wee lease of life um, the last couple of months. They've got our inner Kyle Lafferty, but no, I don't, um, I don't see Ross County doing too well. That's my bottom two. Obviously, Rangers are going to win the league. Um, and <laughs> I, I've said time and time again uh, that I, I can never admit defeat. So it, glass half full kind of guy. Um, I'm always going to... Even our first division up with Mark Warburton, I always said that I was convinced we were going to win the league. I wasn't putting on a brave face. I was just that naive that we were going to. So... Um, that's my answer. Rangers will win the league. I think we have um, difference between Rangers and Celtic as we've added, we've added more depth into the first team. Um, well, you, you can argue to till the the days long who had the stronger first team, first eleven last season. It doesn't really matter. I think Rangers have added to it in a lot of positions, and we've now got. Worst comes to worst, the players that come in are just going to improve the players that were there already. So I'm going to go Rangers to win the league. Celtic second. I'm going to go Aberdeen third, Hearts fourth. Um, I kind of along the same lines as you guys. I think Hearts do have a stronger squad, but I think they will struggle first half of the season. I dare rate Jim, Jim Goodwin as a manager. I think he's decent, so I think he'll, he'll be slow and steady and that'll be enough to get them third. I'm actually going to go Hibs. Fifth, um, as much as it is a bit of laughing stock, you know, uh, <laughs> um, I'd love them to be fighting relegation or even get relegated, but no, nah, I don't see it. I do think, um, still a decent enough squad there to be in the top six, and then I'm going to go Kilmarnock as well to beat off Livingston and Dundee United, etc. So that is my predictions, folks. Um, feel free to snippet that part of the video and send it to me in May when you're, you can say this guy's a fortune teller or send it to me in May when you can say this guy's a fucking idiot. Either way. So that's that's a quick hour and 10 minutes up. Uh, boys, um, I think that's as good a time as any to wrap it up. Massive thank you to everybody who's watched in the, the live stream, chimed in with our comments. It's appreciated as always. And to everybody who's listening um, after the fact, whether it's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, um, appreciate it. Over the next um, few weeks, we'll be we'll be on two pods a week. Um, for the next three Mondays, we're going we're gonna to have a live stream um, to review the weekend's game and look ahead to um, the European games. And then we'll have the old-school audio recordings ready for you Thursday night or Friday mornings to look ahead to the weekend and get your weekend off to a fire. But all that's left to do is thank my three guests. Um, yeah, it's it's like it's been ages since we've done this. Um, I've asked you for a thank you and sorry, I've, I've thanked you, asked you for a goodbye and a prediction. Kick us off, Chris. Cheers, mate. Thanks for, for getting us back on. Um, and cheers to people for, for listening and tuning in. Um, prediction for me at the weekend, I'm going to go 3-1 again. Um, similar to the last time that, that we went. Um, I think just we um, first game of the season, I think Livingston will probably um, want to be trying to go on the front foot where, where they can, other than you know the usual games where they came a bit high, I think they want to try and kind of attack us. So I'd imagine they'll maybe get something from somewhere, but certainly I fancy 
Rangers to win, so 3-1. Rangers. Always a pleasure, Mason. Thanks for coming on again. No, thanks for having us. It's uh, been a while. Really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go three nil. I, I don't want to see Liverpool score, but yeah, I, I agree with Chris. I do think they'll probably come out a little bit more than they usually would, and hopefully we can go and go and pick them off. And um, yeah, three nil. Kolac's first goal. And last but not least, is always a pleasure, David Tomlinson. Well, thanks for having me on again. Really loved it. Um, the thing is, uh, I was going to say this before anyway, before Mason said 3-0, I was going to go 4-0, and I'm going to stick with that. I think Rangers will win 4-0. And I hope Colin comes back on. There, there he is, because Colin disappeared. <laughs> so I don't know where you heard, but I'm going 4-0 for Rangers. 4-0. Happy days, I'll take that. I'm going to roll 4-1 Rangers. Um I think um, we'll see the maybe the best and worst of the Rangers in the first game of the season. Um, I don't know. I think we'll get four. I think we'll go ahead quite early on, quite comfortably. Maybe even three on by half time. Fourth goal in the second half, and then once we're pissing about and we've made all these subs and we've got Lovelace and goals and McGregor's up front, um, we'll maybe concede. Um, but you know, if, if we concede in the dying minutes when we're pissing about, it won't be the worst. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a good weekend. I hope your team wins on Saturday. And just remember, we are the people. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 